0: Let's do it. This is Buccaneers Total Access access. with head coach Bruce Arians. Dropping back to throw Brady has all kinds of time. Throws a deep pass far sideline toward Godwin. It's caught. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Chris Godwin. Brought to you by Advent Health. With award-winning care and a network of convenient locations, Advent Health is here to help you feel whole. Learn more at yourcareyournetwork.com. Fire the cannons. Now your host, Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips and head coach Bruce Arians.
1: Welcome into the Bruce Arians Show. Casey Phillips here with head coach Bruce Arians, and congrats on another win, and as a guy who I know loves offense, this <laughs> this seems like it was a pretty fun one for you. I mean, offense topped 500 yards in a game for the 15th time in franchise history, so what went so well for you guys, just big picture, offensively, before we get into some of the individual guys?
2: Yeah, it was great balance. Uh, the run game was working really well, it we set up a lot of play action stuff, and Tom was on fire. Uh, great protection by the offensive line and tight ends, too. So it was it was a good collaborative effort by everybody.
1: Yeah, to hear that Tom did something for the first time in his career, that, that seems like a thing we didn't think was possible. <laughs> we thought he'd done all the things, but to throw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns for the first time in his career, why did this game prove to be so incredible for him? And then again, just context on how insane this is, what he's doing at his age.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's crazy. And... Uh, you know his preparation is meticulous and 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 we had these guys really good matchups. I thought we had great matchups. Byron called a great game, but Tom executed it perfectly. Red zone and then hit some bombs from outside and uh you know those are always fun to get. And uh, when you get those long ones and uh or a short pass that goes a long way, that's even better.
1: Yeah, and I know Tom did kind of hit his finger on a helmet at one point, but considering the stats we just read off, uh, it seems like maybe that's going to be okay. Do you know, especially on a short week, I know it's kind of the worst time to have even just a tiny little thing. Do we know how how the finger's feeling? I think it's probably
2: a little bit better than it was in the fourth quarter. You know, it was probably throbbing pretty good. He hit it in the first quarter, so it didn't bother him that much.
1: And I know that fourth quarters, when you talked about you were really pleased with what the team did at that point. I mean, went from a 24-17 game and made it a 45-17 game. And that is an insane stretch there of extending what was a probably closer than you would have liked it to Mm -hmm. be game and making it essentially a route with still eight minutes left in the game. So what happened in that stretch that really helped you guys pull away?
2: Defense, though, we got some stops, you know, three and outs and offensive went right back down and scored And. Once we got him totally one-dimensional, and most teams are one-dimensional anyway, nobody's trying to run the ball. So uh, we had good pressure on the quarterback. We, we had about six sacks where we just didn't get him on the ground. But th- the pressure on the quarterback and then the offense just taking it and taking it the length of the field every single time was uh, – it was, it was the most impressive team win we've had.
1: And I know Leonard Fournette, I mean, you, you talked about the – emphasis on the run game even before the game against New England. And then now he, in this game, one touchdown, 67 yards rushing, 43 yards receiving. So two games in a row now of over 100 yards from scrimmage. What has worked run game at large and then him specifically these last two games to have that kind of production, both from from rushing and receiving?
2: Yeah, the blocking unit did a great job. And, and he got some really good yards after contact, and uh, and which is very impressive. But he's worked really hard in the passing game. He sees his role expanding in the passing game, so he's working real hard at it in practice and is showing up in games.
1: And as we see his role expand in general, what is it that he has done to give you the kind of confidence in him where he became the guy that you were going to first thing most often? You know, what what did he done that you said, yeah, this is a guy that I trust to be our, our workhorse? Yeah,
2: he's he's done it in practice. You know, he's he's worked on it in practice. Um, you know, our running backs normally don't catch the ball well in practice. They're slow starters, but uh, that's all changed in the last three or four weeks. They're out there. They're running good routes. Everybody's catching the ball well. And that's the that's the initial part of practice that I'm, I'm usually really judging uh, to set the tempo for the practice. And they're doing a really good job.
1: That's where you sit in the golf cart, close enough that they know you're sitting. Oh there. yeah, yeah. And,
2: and talking real loud.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and Geo, you know, back from injury and basically had a. Uh, repeat of the exact same touchdown he'd had before he got hurt, which I love his, uh, Moxie there that didn't remember the injury. Let's just flip into the end zone yeah. again and be ready to go. Um, so take us through that touchdown and then, and his play and, and what you had missed with him not being out there.
2: Yeah. He's an excellent route runner. You know, you get down around the goal line. He used to get single covered. And when they're going to play man to man, we give him option routes. He's a really tough cover. Tom, trusts him, put a great ball on him. And he, he finishes, he finishes everything he does.
1: And you mentioned uh, a lot of those chunk plays, which uh, I know are definitely some of your favorite. And it seems like such a dream day for the offense that you had those running back moments from Leonard and NGO 10 different guys caught a pass in that game. Um, and eight of those 10 had a catch for over 10 yards. What was working so well on the chunk plays? You had the 62 yarder, the 34 yarder. I mean, just so many big plays. Why was this game so successful for that?
2: Yeah, we were getting man to man a lot of times. And uh, like, on AB's catch, AB can run so fast across the field, but very few people can extreme turn straight north like he can. I mean, it's very hard to do. And uh, once I saw him catch the ball, I, he's gone.
0: Yeah, Cause, you can stop and watching. And this is
2: an All-Pro player tasting him because he can't make he can't make that same angle that AB can full speed. And uh, so that that was a great play to watch. The long ball to Mike was a great ball by Tom. But again, it all starts with protection. Mm. You know, offensive line doesn't get enough credit for, for the running game.
1: Great job protecting the quarterback. Yeah, and speaking of AB, fastest player ever to 900 catches that happened in that game. Why are you not surprised he's the guy to get that stat?
2: Well, just early in his career, you know, he was he was so good early in his career, you know, and, and to think he really didn't play much as a rookie for me, you know, so he's missed basically three years on that. And uh, so, so now it, you had
1: to get him to that 900. Yeah, to make we had up to get him, him right? to
2: the 900, <laughs> and, uh, and it was really really proud of him, really happy for him.
1: And his game, I mean, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he's now tied for the most multi-touchdown games since entering the league in 2010. Ironically, he's tied with Gronk. So you have the two guys on your team with the most multi-touchdown games since 2010. Um, why has Antonio Brown been so good at getting to the end zone in particular?
2: Yeah, he's, he knows where he's going now. He knows the offense now. And, and Byron's done a great job of setting him up to play fast. And uh, Tom did a great job of finding him on the shallow cross. It's probably his third read. You know, they looked like they were playing man. They end up dropping eight guys in zone, and he he just one tooth. Then there he is, and again catch, turn, touchdown. So, um, yeah, really good job by Tom on that one.
1: And Mike and guy, you know, two touchdowns, 113 yards for him. Uh, take us through his scores in his game overall.
2: Yeah, Mike. Again, it, it was a quiet game for a while. All of a sudden, oh, they're going to play Mike one on one, and uh, let's let's take advantage of it. And uh, again, the running game got got us into some seven eight man boxes and got Mike one-on-one and we love that matchup. And uh, you know, Tom again, delivered a great ball, but he had all day back there to throw it and, and Mike just ran by him twice.
1: Do you get excited over there watching the way the other team tries to play you guys when you watch who's in single coverage, who's not? Do you, do you kind of find yourself sitting over there like, oh, you want to try that? Okay. Uh, yeah,
2: that's uh, it's like, you know, we have three Pro Bowl players and maybe Hall of Famers and it's like, okay, most of them have two really good corners. The third one, he's got an all day job. And let's find out who he's on. Yeah, you know? and throw it and, to that uh, guy. So that, that, that's and, – and the second touchdown to Mike was, was, again, a great region zone coverage where we're using Mike in the middle more. And, he, you know, he's not over there every single play, you know. And, again, Byron's doing a good job of moving him around.
1: Casey Phillips here with head coach Bruce Arians. And I know Blaine Gabbert gets to come in get some reps. And, A, uh, hey, I'm sure that's always a nice thing to just know you're getting a guy some game reps. You, you hope he doesn't have to come in. <laughs> But to know he's getting some of that practice and, I mean, the way he played four for four, 41 yards, uh, kind of a reminder of why you loving, love having oh, him yeah. as your he's, backup.
2: That, that ball, that back shoulder ball to Antonio was really a special throw. Uh, and, yeah, and the guys were all pissed because I didn't let him score. And uh, <laughs> it was a great drive. You know, it would have been a 95-yard drive in, or close. And uh, just it wasn't time. It was just kneel down. The game's over. Let's don't get anybody hurt.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a that's a great call as much as I'm sure you're right. They would have loved some of those stats <laughs> there. All the
2: guys on the sideline, oh, You're ruining our third down uh, stats. You're oh, ruining <laughs> our red zone stats. I'm like, hey, calm down. You're
1: like, I'm the one you should be worried about what I think of your stats. Like, that's you're, you're good. Um, and I know penalties seem to be uh, a little bit better than these these recent games. Were you, mm-hmm. were you pleased with that overall? Very
2: much, I think we have five. But, again, we had two sloppy ones late in the fourth quarter. We have, overcame them for a touchdown. But uh, – you know, and we jumped off sides one time. I, I let our pass rushers get one again. you know, to try to go get that sack. And uh, But, again, I, I thought it was mental errors were way down, best by far, and penalties have gone way down the last three weeks. So, yeah, we're making the improvement we should in October.
1: Which, yeah, is impressive considering you guys have had a pretty brutal travel schedule and, uh, you know, some road games thrown in there as well. Um, I know that now, you know, O.J. Howard, we talked about him last week and – the fact that he's so important to the run game and so just because he isn't always getting catches doesn't mean he's not playing mm-hmm. an important role but he did have two catches for for 19 yards so got some involvement in there what did you think of his game
2: oh that was really good he ran two great routes got big first downs for us and uh, as long as he can control the middle of the field like that those outside guys are going to really have benefit from it
1: and how about on a special teams uh side i mean let's start the the 50 or the 60 yard field goal and we see that it's pinion out there take us through some of that decision making in that play
2: yeah we we, you know we kick that kick every week on Thursdays and uh and Bradley's made it a bunch of times and uh, I thought he made that one. when he left his foot I said I think he's got it and it just drifted down low and outside but uh you know yeah it's something we we work on all the time and uh he gives us that flexibility of being a great punter great kickoff guy but he gives us that long field goal stuff
1: Yeah, and uh, how about the special teams coverage units and and Jaden Mickens out there? Where have you seen them come so far this season and and how you've been feeling about their play?
2: Yeah, I think special teams, other than one game, we've won the battle every week and um, didn't get much in the return game this year because they were shanking the punts and and did a good job of of staying away from them and uh, and not getting a a fumble, getting hit in the back with the ball. Mm -hmm. Jaden's done a good job of, of directing that traffic. But I thought our units covered well. And uh, they get an opportunity much in a return game.
1: I know that special teams did seem to be a big point of emphasis in the draft. That that was something you looked at for coverage guys, maybe even return with Jalen Darden. So, uh, how have you seen, especially some of these rookies, be able to contribute? And and when do you feel like maybe Jalen Darden would be a guy that you'd want to see more of? Or you know, what is the reason behind Mickens being the guy still? Yeah,
2: I I think all those young guys, um, Joe. KJ and and Grant have done a heck of a job in special teams, and exactly what we wanted them for. And they're becoming better linebackers, also. Uh, Jalen, it's time. Just wait. He, Mick is a, a veteran guy, and uh, on this football team, veteran guys they get to nod right now over young guys. And uh, the, his his ability, he's going to show up this season sooner or later.
1: Uh, looking on the defensive side of things now, you had made. Pressure on the quarterback, such a point of emphasis. And then New England game, we saw a bunch of guys get in there. And then it's always nice to see things happen a couple weeks in a row that, you know, there was a lot of pressure on the quarterback, but I know you mentioned earlier not getting him down as much as you wanted. So overall, how did you feel like the pressure was the pass rush and, and the way that they played up front.
2: I thought it was outstanding. But I I got to give my, my hats off to Jacoby Brissett because he's a tough tackle. I told our guys, you got to get in the weight room, man. <laughs> we had him by the jersey, we had him by the neck, we had him by the legs. We couldn't get him on the ground, and he's and he's throwing balls out and completing them. Uh, but it was great pressure. JPP had a couple, in, in the club, you know, with his finger, uh, he couldn't get him on the ground. But uh, no, I thought Shaq had a heck of a heck of a game, and. Uh, that that forced fumble right for half was huge.
1: Yeah, and take us through that play and, and why I mean we know Shaq for the sacks, but he's also proven to be really effective at also trying to get the ball and not just getting the guy down.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a, he's got a great knack for strip sack and and his timing on when he when he sees that arm go back on the quarterback and he reaches out, he does a great job with it, and we recover the fumble. Give us a shot at that sixty yard field goal.
1: And the timing of that play did seem important as well, that I know Levante had just gone down and do you feel like there's a challenge when a guy like Levante, who's such a heart and soul, goes down with an injury that it can kind of suck the air out of a mm-hmm. defense at that time? And to be able to make a play like that, did you see that that was important for the defense moving forward? Oh, there's
2: no doubt. You know, Kevin Minter, we trust a, a bunch. He's a veteran guy; he's played a bunch of football for us. But Levante's the heartbeat. And not knowing the severity of it, uh, I think everybody was worried about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that play. Changed everything, got us back going, and uh, and got to halftime, regrouped, got all the communication things set up, and for the second half.
1: And when do we think we'll know more about the severity of Levante's injury, and just overall what that will mean of if he is out, the way you guys try to compensate for that, that he does play such an important role on and off the field.
2: Yeah, he's he's you know he does a great job of communicating, and we always talk about communication on defense, and uh, you know we got some guys that play really good, but they don't like talking. And so we, we we are going to miss our talker, but Kevin Minter gives us a great. He stepped in for Devin a couple of years. I mean, he's 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 a veteran player who we trust a lot. And if Levante can't go, uh, Kevin will do a heck of a job.
1: I saw you sent Levante out as the lone captain for the coin toss against his hometown team. Uh, was was that sort of an intentional thing there? And if so, how do those decisions get? made? No, I, I
2: think the guys did that. You yeah. know Because we're only allowed. We have six captains now. They made this crazy rule: only three can go out mm-hmm. for the coin toss for whatever reason. And. Uh, Maybe they don't like everybody shaking hands, but yeah. yeah. And our guys would hey, let Levante take this one, you know, it's it's uh so yeah, I'm sure they did it on
1: their own. That's great. Um and in terms of the the pressure in the sacks, Vita finally gets himself on on the stat board for a sack, even though I know he basically should get credit for almost all the sacks that have happened <laughs> so far this season. So um even when he's not getting stats, he's destroying guys, how nice was it to see him get an actual stat here and, and how his performance was.
2: Yeah, I, I was worried that we we're going to get roughing the passer because he hit him so hard. And uh, so, but again, yeah, stats don't tell the story with, with Vita. We all know his, his disruptiveness is, is the best we have. And uh, when you're running a stunt with him, you get credit for the sack, but he's taking two guys out for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that play with Joe Tryon and, and getting <laughs> his sack and Vita just knocking out the whole right side of the line, that was incredible. Um, you also got Jamal Dean back. Um, mm-hmm. Finally, someone going the right direction in the injury front in the secondary, um, and he ended up with an interception. So, how excited were you about uh, that play for him? Him, him coming back, and, and what you saw from him? Yeah, I
2: thought he played really, really well. We we gave up the one communication problem for the one touchdown to the running back, but other than that, uh, I thought Jamel bounced back real well. Loved the, the interception was a great play by him, and uh, again, put just put all the the fire out with that interception
1: yeah and and how about the secondary overall how did you feel like they played and you know again now having a few games under your belt of it being this mismatched group that you're putting out there how did how did they play overall i
2: thought pretty solid we had the one communication error on the easy touchdown to the running back out of the backfield but other than that uh we're keeping guys in front of us uh we need to tackle a little bit better you know in the screen game and, and uh jordan went for an interception and missed one time and gave up a big play but overall i think we're playing pretty solid
1: Did you see a difference in Richard Sherman from being thrown out there with only a couple practices under his belt and now it's, I mean, it's still incredibly early. It's still only been a week, but to have, you know, played a full game, to have been in a few more meetings and practices, both from the mental side of it and then even just getting his football legs under him. Have you seen that progress from his first game to the second one?
2: Yeah, uh, he missed a couple tackles he doesn't use because he's really a good tackler. And uh, I think that part of it's going to come, 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 get better and better. And uh, as he, you know, and we, Expand the game plan a little bit more each week uh, as the more they get uh, accustomed to what we're doing, and uh, and seeing what he can do too.
1: Casey Phillips with head coach Bruce Arians, and uh, man, the the brutal travel schedule continues. You had those late night flights, and then now you got to turn around on the road, short week Thursday night. Uh, What is the schedule like for you guys? How do you, as coaches, try to handle and manage the? make sure guys are not exhausted, but they're getting ready and getting all the information they need.
2: Yeah, I quit bitching about Thursday Night Football years ago because I knew it wasn't going anywhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they weren't listening uh, to you. I don't understand. And
2: uh, so, no, it's totally different. There's no practice. Everything's a walkthrough. You know, we're in the day after a game, and we've adjusted this schedule this year a little bit. We moved it back and let them sleep more, rest and hydration are the keys. Mm. You know, your game plans are a little simpler because you don't have the practice time. You don't even have the number of days of practice time. So... Um, and the, the way game makes it even harder because you lose Wednesdays, you're doing walkthrough at the hotel, yeah. Thursday morning before a game, so um, it's all mental. And uh, our trainers, doctors, equipment staff, strength staff will do a great job of, of having our guys ready to play.
1: And then looking at the Eagles uh, now being led by Jalen Hurts, and, and what have you seen from their offense and how that has sort of evolved this year as compared to years past?
2: Yeah, they, they've got a good group. I mean, those two young wide receivers, Devontae Smith and Jalen Rager, and then Jalen Hurts is playing really, really well. I mean, he, obviously, he's their leading rusher. Uh, he's 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 the heart and soul of the offense. We've got to contain him, keep him in the pocket, and uh, and not let him get out and do his scrambling, because when he's scrambling, he's making a lot of da- damage. Two great tight ends we've got to watch for, too.
1: Yeah, and how about the defensive side of things? I know especially uh, Fletcher Cox, I mean, just a guy that – He's kind of on the Tom Brady track of just however long he keeps playing. You just keep seeing him make these huge plays.
2: There's no uh, uh,
1: going down in his play. I
2: mean, none. And uh, this is probably by far the best front four we've faced all season.
1: Interesting. So outside of the the front four and and overall, what do you feel like are going to be the the major things offensively we have to focus on to be able to still put up those kind of points and yards? I
2: think the same thing, situational football. Third down, red zone, protect the football. We can't turn it over. Two weeks in a row we had a good job there taking it away. And uh, we do those things, we'll win the game.
1: And then finally, I mean, we talked about the short week, but you have just two home games in the next two months. Um, you have the Bears and the Giants, but then you got five of the next seven on the road, and then there's a bye week in there as well. So when you know that there's a stretch of a schedule like that, what is the, the key and importance to doing well in that area? Knowing, I mean, you will have a lot of home games to close out the season, which is nice, but what are the keys to a stretch like that?
2: Yeah, it's just, you know, no excuses. You know, you know how to prepare. You've got to travel well. Rest, like I said, rest and hydration are keys. I and mean, when you have those long stretches, now we'll have a, we'll have this long weekend after this one. We'll have you know the break after the Saints game. So there's it times out pretty good that way. That way, is, but you got to win these games. And uh, again, no excuses.
1: Coming up on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health, is Special Teams Coordinator Keith Armstrong. So don't go anywhere. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. <laughs>
0: Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advan Health. It's intercepted, picked off down the sideline, 2015 10-5, touchdown Tampa Bay! Jamal touchdown Dean. Buccaneers, Jamal Dean! Now more with head coach Bruce Arians and Bucs team reporter Casey Phillips.
1: Welcome back in to Buccaneers Total Access. Now we are joined by special teams coach Keith Armstrong. Coach, thanks so much for being with us.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: Uh, so tell me a little bit about how uh, your specialists did this game. There were a few Things were a little unusual in terms of uh, normal games. You got Bradley kicking a field goal. Right. You got 1,000 extra points and kickoffs. It was yeah. a bit of a unique name a yeah. unique game.
3: Uh, the guys did a good job. Bradley uh, had, I believe it was eight touchbacks. You know? That's incredible. Um, so he does a great job for us, really does a good job of placing the ball in the corner um, because if they, if they do bring it out, obviously we've got to cover it. So we want to make sure that we can cover a short field. So he's kicking it in the corner, doing a really good job with that. Um, Any time we get in that situation with a longer field goal, we're going to go to him. Um, and obviously, Blaine Gabbert comes in to hold. So some roles all change, and the guys did a nice job of executing that. Almost made it. Yes, so uh, It would have been great to make that kick. Um, but he's got he's gotten better with that every time. It's the second time we've tried it. Uh, I believe we did one in the preseason and it was a little too low and they got a hand on it. Well, this time he's at least got the ball up and I thought it was going to be good. And then at the last second it died and faded to the left. Um, So he's he's done a nice job. Um, Ryan's doing a good job, obviously consistent, did a really good job this week, uh, 100% with the the PATs. Uh, So I was happy for him. Uh, He was on time, got the ball up good. Um, so I felt good with that. And then uh, old Tinker, our snapper, uh, he's doing a good job. You don't hear about him. You don't hear his name. And that's a great thing for the snapper, you know, because yep. anytime you're mentioning his name, it's not good.
1: Yeah, that's never a good sign. Right. Um, and, and how about your coverage teams? How did you feel about how they played against the Dolphins?
3: Um, you know, with the touchbacks, you know, obviously we didn't have a bunch of opportunities mm-hmm. there. But I thought that the guys, you know, did a great job of preparing all week. Um, I thought they managed, uh, the one punt that we did cover, did a good job in protection and, and, uh, covered, it was a force fair catch, but, uh, they did a good job and the guys have been doing a good job throughout the season.
1: And, you know, I, want to hear for you, these guys that are on the coverage team, I feel like they are some of the most unsung heroes maybe of the team, you know, the, the coverage in general, doesn't get covered a lot, you know, by the media and everybody else. So I love giving you an opportunity to brag on some of the guys in your unit and explain um, some of the nuances of it that we don't understand and what guys do so well there. Right.
3: Well, you know, like anything else, uh, the offensive line, they have a ton of protections. Well, it's the same thing with the punt team. Nobody realizes that, you know. So and the one thing is with us there is no fifth down so you there's only fourth down so you can't screw it up yeah. you know so um you can't get a sack that's called a block kick
0: you yeah know?
3: so <laughs> yeah um but uh, the guys do a good job in the protection they study kevin minner does a hell of a job of leading those guys off the field in terms of meetings that you know i may set up but i'm not involved in um, but it takes a lot of study takes a lot of effort um, we work on it constantly, and the guys do a good job on the uh, on pump protection. Pat O'Connor uh, is obviously a part of that. Nelson, um, let's see uh, the two the two young guys. Britt uh, mm-hmm. does a really good job with it. Grant Stewart is involved in it, and they are hungry and they've got a ton of questions. Um, the guys do it; they do a really good job uh, with that. Um, so Ross Cockrell. Is, is our leader obviously is the PP so he, he makes all the calls and does a really good job with that very smart uh, does some really good stuff the people don't realize some you know that we we got some corner rolls nobody would even recognize it but they actually we only have eight to block eight so if you bring in nine we've got to figure something out because we got to block the most dangerous eight. So then when you bring in 10 you still have eight to block ten so you've got to block the most dangerous eight and he does a great job with that so um, and has throughout the, uh, the course of the season so hopefully he continues to do that but uh, they've done a good job and then in coverage you know so not only do you have to protect you've got to go cover this kick so now we're trying to place the ball outside the numbers um, and we have some concepts so first man down the field you know make the player cut off the wide side of the field the second man stops the ball everybody else fits where needed well, most people don't understand that, but it's a, you cover kicks. You don't cover kicks in an even wave of people. You cover in, in levels. So first, second, third. So first man's doing one thing. The second man reacts off of him, and everybody else reacts off of the first two.
1: So, yeah, there's so much more to it than, yes. than everybody realizes. It just kind of it looks goes, like everyone's just sprinting full speed down the yes, field trying exactly. to kill somebody. But
3: we're actually reading off of each other and fitting plays and trying to diagnose the play. And the same thing with the uh, kickoff coverage units. You know, um, we're actually reading the play and the guys have an indicator, a person that they start with. And that, whether that person goes in or out tells them where to look. Um, as we're covering and looking at this ball carrier, this returner back here, I'm actually feeling where this guy goes. So um, there's more, a lot more to it than than you think in layers and levels, all that type of stuff. But uh, the guys enjoy it and they're doing a really good job with
1: it. We're talking to special teams coordinator, Keith Armstrong. And while people on the outside may not always understand or appreciate or put the emphasis on the special teams, that is definitely not an issue within the building. that, That is something that, you know, BA takes very seriously and we definitely saw um, the emphasis on it in the draft this year that there were a lot of guys picked you could tell with special teams in mind at least at the beginning and you mentioned KJ Britton and and Grant Stewart um what what did they specifically bring to your unit that made you excited that they were going to be draft picks energy Mm -hmm.
3: you know and you knew they were young guys and they're going to want to do it um KJ Britton is physical you know Grant Stewart is a is a physical football player who can run and brings a ton of energy. Um, instinctive kid, who, who, and you love them both because you can't teach them enough, you know, and they're always hungry for more information. So you really enjoy that. You know, when you come to work, and, you know, it, it's like, okay, you come in, you deal with a vet, he's got the information, bam, 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 he's going. These guys, you could go for hours with the young guys. You know, what I mean, and, and teach them so many different things. But you know, we're going at a good pace. We had a really good camp. We got a lot of fundamental stuff done with them during training camp. So thank God we had a training camp with them. And because if this had happened last year with with three rookies on your punt team, you know, what I mean, that's hard to do without a training camp. So the training camp was. I was I was showing some of the most difficult cards during training camp. I was like. We're going to put this, we're going to activate this learning session. We're not going to just line up eight box and nine. It it was like, all right, it's eight box, but they're all going all over the place. You know, so um, the guys did a good job picking it up.
1: That's incredible. And you know, using Joe Tryon Schoenka in special teams, I mean, that is not a given at his position right. to be able to contribute for you guys. I mean, I've seen a lot of the recent draft picks that are drafted as high as him at that position. Special teams isn't always a thing that they're contributing in. Right. So what made you guys want to use him there? What makes him skilled there? And and just and tell us a little bit about why that is unique for someone at his position.
3: Well, most he's smart. He's tough, and he can run. You know, Sounds so, like a special teamer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, it, it's like okay, really smart kid, and he's a great athlete. Obviously, um, he's a rookie, um, and most rookies do play on special teams. You know, whether they're first or seventh round pick, it doesn't matter, right? You're you're going to play on teams. It's kind of your it's kind of your initiation into the club. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the club. Yeah. So, um, but he does a great job with it. Uh, he, he like I said. It's hard to trick him, you know, because he, he gets everything so fast, and he's easy to teach. Uh, really smart kid, and, and I, I can't say enough good things about him, obviously. Great length, you love that, all, all the stuff that people talk about. Uh, but the one thing about him is he's a humble person, and he, so it's easy to teach him because he's willing to learn, and he does listen.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. And uh, Jalen Darden, another guy drafted with some some special teams potential. Uh, What did you see from him in college that made you think this is a guy that had the potential to be an NFL returner? And um, where is he at in terms of that progress? Because you you do still have Mickens, who's been doing great as a vet. But what is the potential for Darden that made you guys say, even with Mickens here, this is a guy we want to invest in?
3: He, you know, the, the stuff that he has you can't teach sudden quickness. Um, His hands are just uh, awesome. So when he catches the ball, you can hardly hear it. You know, sometimes when people catch a ball, you hear a thud or a clap, you know, so you're like, geez, oh man, that was loud. You don't even hear it when he catches the ball, you know, and he can get it top speed in three steps. I mean, he is explosive and that's what you're looking for. Somebody that's got that start stop and he has it. And you know what we're trying to do now is just teach him one concept, pick and roll basically. And uh, once he once he gets that going, he's gonna be he's gonna be a hell of a player. But I'm looking, for, you know, I'm I'm excited for him because I know that he can be a really good punt returner in this league.
1: And what has made you still have the confidence in Mickens for now to, to still be using him, and, and what has he done to sort of earn that spot to this point?
3: You know Mick Mick does a great job of managing the game. Whether it's on or off the field, you know, return game meetings. He he's in there running the running the meetings with the guys. Uh, Mick is self-made. He made himself a returner and did a great job with it. And you have to respect that uh, in a person like like that. Um, So he's earned it. You know, because of the ter- returns he had last year, he did a nice job in particular. The second half of the season, he really started turning it on. And he does, he gives you positive energy and he, he brings positive plays to the game. He managed the game really well. Uh, this past weekend, uh, they the Miami Dolphins had a, had a, uh, a gunner, Hollins, number 86, outside who would throw the corner into the returner. Well, it happened twice down there. So you had to be able to Peter fair catch and tell the, the Peter call means tell the corner, get out of there. So P- he had the Peter, 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 and then, oh, by the way, go fair catch the ball. So just some veteran experience things. He brings veteran experience, and he's actually he's actually training Darden uh, as he performs because he's Jalen's standing there watching him.
1: Yeah, so. that, and that's an incredible asset to have someone willing to yes. do that as yep. a veteran role. Well, we still have more coming up here with special teams coordinator Keith Armstrong on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Advent Health. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.
0: You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access.
1: Hotball! touchdown Tampa by Antonio Brown!
0: Brought to you by Advent Health. What an answer by Brady in the box with head coach Bruce Arians and Bucs insider Casey Phillips.
1: Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access. I am here with Special Teams Coordinator Keith Armstrong, and uh, we were talking about the return game a little bit, and, and Darden and Mickens. What are your goals in the return game now, especially since there've been rule changes with, you know, how likely you know touchbacks are? It just feels like the return game itself has maybe not been as big of a factor as it used to be in years past in the league. Mm-hmm. So, what are the expectations and goals you have for it, and how close have you guys been to achieving that?
3: I think what happens is depends on who you're playing, um, whether they're kickoff-wise, whether you're going to see touchbacks or kicks in play um, relative to the team, and that can go uh, team by team. Uh, but when you're going against a team that's going to kick it in play, uh, obviously you've got to have your game, but you know it when you, before, you, before you play those people. And Dallas was one. And I thought we held our own versus them in terms of drive starts on kickoff return. I thought the uh, uh, guys did a solid job, played penalty-free football, and we knocked the ball out to the 30-yard line. We want to knock as many balls out to that 40 as we can. But, I mean, you'll take the 30-yard line on kickoff return. It, it, you know, um But I think the biggest thing is this, we have to manage the game. So, if the ball is in the end zone, for the most part, more times than not, if it's five yards or deeper, we're going to take a touchback. It gives Tom Brady a better chance at the 25 than it does at the 20. Mm -hmm. So, we're just going to play the numbers game with that. you know, but if you kick that ball off and play, we're trying to knock the thing out to the forty-yard line. And you say, why not score? We are trying to score, <laughs> right. but our goal is to knock it out to the forty. Then the t- if you knock it out enough balls out to the forty, the touchdown's coming. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's our goal. Now, when you look at punt return and you look at in the re- in the punt return game, that's still the same. Mm-hmm. Kickoffs changed, you know, a little bit because you're statistically better off at the 25, you know, versus trying to bring it out from nine deep in the end zone. So when you go to pump return, that to me now, we're talking 10-yard return average. So if we can, if you can get a first down, all right, every time you catch a pump return, if you can get 10 yards and play penalty free because of spot fouls, um, now you're you're heading in the right direction and the same it's the same rule right so i tell the guys this if by the t- if by the time we run off of a block run off of a butt okay if we can get 10 yards after we run off of that first butt now go ahead and create and do what you can now because it, now you've cracked their coverage so it's, all, it's just like basketball. It's all pick and roll. You just got to figure out where your block is. Mm-hmm. Now, as soon as you see that block coming and he sets on your man, run off his tail, boom, and get the ball up the field and get vertical. And that's what we're trying to get done with, with, uh, with our returners. It's more of a vertical game uh, to me. When you watch the league in the league and you watch the big pump returns, the returners aren't running sideways. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. they're hitting North it. North and south, yeah. yeah. It's all, it, they're getting down the field because here's the thing. When you start running sideways in this league, the whole league can run. So now everybody just starts. Now all you're doing is setting yourself up to get the ball stripped off of you. So um, the biggest deal is to get it vertical, find a butt to run off of, all right? and once you run off of that butt, if you're free for 10 yards, now you probably got a big play. So get the 10 yards first. And then the big plays will come to you.
1: That so. makes complete sense. Yeah, we're talking to special teams coordinator Keith Armstrong. Um, let's switch over to your to your specialists and talk a little bit more about them. Explain to everybody just how much Ryan Suckup has meant to this team since he came in here and what he's meant to you even as a special teams coordinator, the fact that he's been as consistent as he has and reliable and, and how that can affect what you want to do in a game.
3: Right. I think, well, the biggest thing is he's a great guy. So everybody you know loves him. Um, and what he's—he's he's a professional, and he's dialed in. And the things that he does, whether whether he's talking about his walk off and his field goal, or his steps, or his approach to the ball, or his leg swing, he's very detailed in everything that he does. Um, you know, and he's a blessing. He's a veteran who. I think Jose is going to get a ton of information out of him and totally learn from him, uh, and it's only going to help him. But Ryan, um, yeah, you trust him, and you have confidence in him, and uh, he's, he's earned that, obviously, because he's been in clutch situations, and you're in clutch situations with this guy, and you feel comfortable
1: yeah and that's that's so, gotta be the best feeling <laughs> in the world and you're for you. not
3: you're not unsure or you're not uncertain, you know um but you know that if it's meant to be, he's gonna dial in and it's gonna be down the pipe, and you have that confidence in him um and i the only way I can say that is because you've seen it
1: mm-hmm. you know what I mean yes. so he's
3: proved it to you. And, you know, when someone keeps proving something to you over and over again, you have nothing, to, you can't do anything but trust it. You know, so it's like, okay, so if, if you're going to keep making all these field goals that you're supposed to make, great, you know, and, and you love that. It was interesting when he missed the short chip shot in New England, I didn't say anything to him. And then he came back and made every, all the rest, of the, the rest of the kicks. And you knew he didn't need anybody to say anything to him. He, he was mad enough about that, that he was going to go out and get that fixed, you know. And he did. And, you know, obviously in, in this league, it's going to come down to a kick at the end of the game. And it obviously was on them, you know, and they had a longer, longer attempt. Um, but for him, you know, to see him miss that early kick and then come back and make the rest of them and not have it in his head that, oops, I, mi- I made a mistake. So now I'm just going to, it's okay to make another mistake. He said, no, I'm going to go ahead and make the rest of these kicks. And he did a great job with it. So to me, when you look at a guy, you say, well, where do you get the confidence from him? When you see situations like that, you miss one early. A lot of guys would fall apart and continue to miss one. Or they make the next one, miss the next one. He got it squared away, got it together, and um, you know, you can't say enough about that because you trust him. And th- that's big.
1: Yeah, that absolutely is. And and I know Bradley Pinion, you know, got a special teams player of the week earlier this year. and. Uh, I know he had some incredible punts landing inside the five early on, and then he had a couple games where he had a few he'd like to have back. So, overall, how have you seen him perform this season? And then, again, since you've been here with him and what he's meant yeah. to this team?
3: He's, he's done a great job for us. You know, he's, a, he's obviously a catalyst um, for us um, with the kickoffs and the punts. But, you know, when he's, put, when he's on and he's punting the ball well, he's going to hang it outside the numbers. And uh, he's going to force fair catches, and he's one of the best in the league, you know, at that. So he he does a really good job. Biggest thing people don't realize about Bradley is this: he gets the ball off so fast mm. that it, it's it, it helps our protection, and uh, that that those are the things that you don't see. Everybody sees the sixty-yard punt, but nobody understands. Boom! He caught that ball and he got it off. Bam! And that is huge for, for us, um, you know, and he does a great job with that. Doesn't take up a lot of space. He covers about three yards to get the ball off, so he's not covering six yards and he's not holding on to the ball. Um, so we're not having to protect as long. Um, so all, of, you know, all those things, um, along with the hang time and the placement and his ability, uh, he very, he's a very talented guy. He's, he does a really good job for us. Um, and, again, you know, all I and, – and, and both he and Ryan, all I have to do is say, hey, man, I need you. And they're like, what do you need? You know, so they're, they're, he's ready to step up at any time. And that, that's, that's, that's huge. Kickoffs, you know, we've got kickoffs at the end of the game. You're just – you're up two right? So what are you going to do? Hey, man, we need to kick this thing left. Well, it could easily go out. You know what I mean? So you've seen crazier things happen and he's done a really nice job of what what we've asked him to do.
1: All right. Well, we still have one more segment coming up here with special teams coordinator, Keith Armstrong on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.
0: Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians now continues. Brought to you by Advent Health.
1: It's our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. And I am here with special teams coordinator Keith Armstrong. So we talked about two of your three specialists in the last segment and the most unsung person probably on an NFL roster, the long snapper. Uh, I feel like this is where we get to have their moment for them. Right. So I wanted to let you brag a little bit about A, Zach Schreiner and what he had done to to be injured and, and how that process went of when you learned right. he was hurt and how right. that was, and then to then have to go mid-season find a different long snapper and how you make that chemistry work. Right.
3: Yeah, so Zach obviously, I mean, he did everything for me. He ran the Friday meeting that I don't go to because it's a players meeting. So you, I want them in there on Fridays together so that the young guys or the guys that don't know will ask questions. Mm. So I don't want to be present in that meeting. So there's a Friday <laughs> meeting that they've run and it's the, the you know, it's it's Zach Trinner and uh, Kevin Minner, you know, uh, Andrew Adams, uh, Mickens, they'll all be in there and they'll be, they'll run the meeting. Uh, Pat O'Connor's in there, Nelson's in there, um, you know, and those guys run that meeting. But Trinner, knows exactly what tape I want him to show in that meeting, all that type of stuff. So not only was he, did we lose a snapper, I lost my, one of my assistants, you know what I mean? Because yeah. he kind of was, you know, we were, you know, he would always run that meeting and it was great because he knew exactly what we, because he's right dead in the middle of it, yeah. you know, no pun intended being the snapper, but he's right in the middle of the, the whole thing. So he knew exactly what we needed to go over Um did a great job with it and everything and, and was getting better as, as a snapper, doing a really good job in protection, uh, doing a nice job in coverage. So we get in the middle of the Dallas game and I didn't even see him with the trainers or anything. So, and then Bradley came over to me because I have to keep my eyes on the field because I'm waiting for third down. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I can't be back here yeah. and it's second down because third down come up quick now. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching the field and and Bradley Pinion comes up says, Keith, Keith, uh, Zach's down, Zach's down. I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> so well, I had a backup plan. So, you know, I mean, I know Anthony Nelson's going to be the snapper you know what I mean? Or Jensen's going to be the field goal snapper and, and Anthony will do the punt snaps. So I knew that, but I was like, eh, I really don't want to do that. You know what I mean? So, because that could get funky, you know? <laughs> That's so, the technical football term yes. for it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm sitting there saying, um, you know, what, what's going on? So I walk up to him, I said, what happened? And he shows, he, I guess he, he, tore a tendon in his finger, but he said, but I can finish. I said, you sure? He said, yeah. So he actually ended up finishing the game uh, on the deal. So obviously when I knew that, I already knew. So it was, I said, well, go home and go to bed because you're going to be up all day and all night tomorrow night. So sure enough, we come in, he's out. We get all that from the trainers, how long he's out, and the next thing you know, you know. I, I, and I knew this was coming, I, here comes the five or six snappers in the workout. So we bring these snappers in and go through. I've been watching all kinds of tape on them versus get ready for the next team. So thank God it was the Thursday night game and we had a little extra time. So do all that, go through that. Watched the tape, have a pretty good idea in my mind who it was, and went out and went through all kinds of drills with the guys. Now, at this time, I should be inside getting ready for the game plan for the next team. So I'm outside and we're working, going through it with all these snappers, and then uh, a couple guys came in to hold for them and all that type of stuff. So, hey, long story short, we end up with Tink. So. Um, so I started talking to him. I knew his issues. I knew what I had to, to address with him, um, you know, and, and and just watching him around the league. He'd been in the league eight years, so I knew, but he'd always bounced around, so I'm, I'm watching tape, and I'm like, okay, I can see what, what, you know, what we got to work on. So we talked about it. He went right to work on it, jumped in on it, and was really good with it, and I told him, I said, look, I said, you keep doing the same thing, and it continues to get you fired. I said, so why don't you try something different?
1: Look at that psychologist and coach in, in one. I feel like we could all listen to that occasionally. Even
3: amazing. myself, I should talk yeah, to myself. Yeah, sometimes. let's
1: all talk to ourselves yeah. about this. Like you keep doing the same <laughs> yeah, thing with the terrible them. results. Yeah, That's said, amazing. I said,
3: that, I said, what's the definition of insanity? Yes, right? there it is. Person who keeps trying to do the same thing, expecting a different result. I said, okay, so let's try something different. Yeah. So I said, let me take a different approach to it. You know what I mean? So. And we, we took a different approach to it, and it, it worked, you know, and, and he's doing a great job, you know, doing a hell of a job. Good, good person, loves football. He loves football. And, uh, you know, now Tink is, is, is in, in Trinor's spot, and he's running the meetings now and all this other stuff. So it's just kind of, you know, interesting to see how the roles change And, you know, obviously the next guy up and you got to step up and be ready to rock and roll. But he's doing a good job and I'm happy for him. Um, You know, he's doing a really good job and uh, and we're fortunate that that he was available. So uh, I'm really pleased with where he's at right now.
1: That's incredible. And we got about a minute and a half left. I'd love to hear what you prepare for for the next game that whether it's what you look at at the stadium and the conditions for the kicking or what film is like looking at the coverage teams just for you game prepping what does that look like
3: oh for on a regular week going in week if it's a road game Mm -hmm. um try to get a feel for the uh, stadium obviously grass or or turf um and if it's gonna rain or not gonna rain because obviously we have to catch snap and kick balls so If it's going to rain, we're going to have some wet ball drills and all that type of stuff. Uh, If it's on grass, obviously we're practicing. The biggest thing I tell the specialists: it'll come up in December. If we're going up north um, in December, if you're wear whatever you wear on on game day, if you plan on wearing long sleeves or whatever, make sure you wear it in practice.
1: Absolutely. Well, we'll let you get back to preparing for all those things. And thank right. you so much for taking the time yep. to do this with us, especially on a short week. Uh, and that has been Special Teams Coordinator Keith Armstrong on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network.